I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, now, uh, we can go over to our scheduled sketch about Dominic Cummings, which... Oh, two minutes, I'm told. Uh, two minutes to wait for that sketch. Uh, let's uh, let let's let's talk. Let's talk to uh, um, three minutes. Three minutes. They're saying now. Um, Oh, fuck. The world is a great big Jaffa cake. Some people don't like it, others do. Either way, it's okay. All you've got to say is not today. Thank you. Okay, can you read the sign ahead for me, please? Barbara. Oh my god. Uh, try again. Uh, Barbara Castle. Ah. Bar- Bar- Barnard Castle. Good. And now, if I just. Ah. Is that better or worse? That's worse. That's one. Oh, oh two. Oh no. Oh no, my catheter's come out. How will I drive non stop down the length of the country now? 95% sure I did. With thanks to Ed Roberts for the inspiration for that sketch. Very good morning to you. How are you? Hope you're all right. Uh, thanks also to uh, Samantha Lane. Uh, hello there for uh, pointing up this interesting tweet from Haggard Hawk saying, A dickeology is a speech in which someone admits to the charges or problems they're accused of while simultaneously justifying or attempting to provide excuses for them. That's a... Dickology. <clears throat> well, with hashtag cumsack trending this morning. Well done, Britain. Uh, it would be remiss of me uh, not to talk about. Jens Vikas on. Twitter said that uh, Cummings said in his speech that he warned about uh, a corona type virus in 2019. Uh, thing is, he didn't. Uh, references to SARS and coronavirus were added to his blog's blog post on pandemic risks sometime between April and May of this year. Yes, he basically went back and re-edited his blog to make it look like he'd been incredibly uh, prescient. Uh, but um, there's the internet time machine thing. You know where they archive pages? Yeah, somebody found it. Well done. Well done, Jens Vikas. Uh, Neil 
Emery uh, to people wondering which Neil it was. It's uh, Neil Emery, or in in his words, uh, this one, not that one. Uh, he's sent an email about it. Morning, Jake. <clears throat> Morning, Neil. He says, uh, the fun and games with Mr Cummings over the weekend has reminded me of a joke my partner's sister came up with. What do you call Boris Johnson's advisor stuck in a revolving door? Dominic Cummings and goings. <laughs> anyway, what a terrible bin fire amid our upper echelons. That's a great description. <sighs> Saw a bin fire for the first time uh, last year, I think, on my road, obviously. Uh, I would say elected leaders, says Neil, except, of course, Cummings is an unelected bureaucrat, a thing for which I had previously been given to understand he has a severe dislike. Yes, he hates those uh, unelected bureaucrats, doesn't he, that unelected bureaucrat what a shower of johnson's funny slash depressingly predictable old world isn't it uh, anyway all the best <laughs> thanks neil it is uh it's fascinating to watch the journey of an ego uh on the way up and on the way down uh the uh the pj masks quotes to the press outside his house and i you know I, I will i will say i do think the paparazzi were pretty diabolical uh yesterday they did not give him any room to maneuver uh, they were all crowded together and i think that was but very bad form that doesn't exonerate dominic cummings from anything he's done anyway uh it's it's a fun game isn't it quoting pj mask to the press oh yeah oh, but you'd like to know what's going on oh, i've got all the cards and even yesterday that little swagger returning as he walked away from the camping table they'd set up in the rose garden of downing street i think he thinks he's nailed it and I don't think he has necessarily nailed this one. He he didn't regret anything, he said. Very PF. And Johnson afterwards saying, I apologise for the distress people may have felt. I, I'm sorry you're upset. I.e. not an apology. I think the thing with the Comster is that he has obviously trained himself not to feel anything. Or he's been trained. I... I I think for all that we joke about stiff upper lips in this country, we really could do with the top schools of this country, like Durham, where Cumster went, or Eton, where Johnson went, schools which, let's face it, shape the profile of power in this country. Those schools could do with having a good hard look at how you teach children emotional courage. Because it takes courage to feel. Um, I saw a documentary about a guy called Michael Reynolds. He created the Earthship uh, in New Mexico. So this was a, an amazing design. I'm obsessed with it uh, for a kind of eco house. And what you do is you you pack tires with mud and you turn them into a like a long back wall. And then you kind of you build up that wall and then you pile earth behind it so that your house is almost looks like it's kind of sunk into the ground and then you have a long window at the front and it's facing south so you get all the light in and you have a little uh sort of protruding roof so that you're sheltered in the summer but you get the light coming in in the winter and it has amazing thermal mass he never needs to heat his house and it goes to minus 40 in new mexico over the winter he says you never lose the thermal mass of this house right it's an amazing design he recycles all of his water i mean it's just brilliant 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 stuff this guy's a vision and he makes these houses out of rubbish and he goes to places where there have been like hurricanes and he shows them how to build a house out of plastic bottles and mud and it's it's brilliant what he does and he's got this really sort of 
lackadaisical almost attitude to building a house. Like, sure, let's build a house. It's what we'll do this week. Like, he just gets on with it. And he's done many iterations of this design. And you can have a look at his Earthship designs and, and even you can buy plans if you want to make your own one. Um, he's a fascinating man. And he's just sort of minding his own business. He bought this land. He was an architect. He bought this land in New Mexico and started sort of making these houses. And it's in the middle of nowhere. It's desert. There is very little human value to this land. And of course, uh, the government started kind of going, well, what are you doing there? What's going on there? And he had to kind of, um, everything was under threat and he had to try and get some legislation put through or something. So he ended up um, having to go in front of a government committee to explain what he was doing. And there was this very sympathetic senator, a woman. Uh, it's a really interesting documentary. You can find it on YouTube, but it's like it's got like Spanish subtitles or something. Um, the senator says, look go in there he's like well i'm not doing anything bad i'm doing good things and she's like i know i get that but these people are going to be scared of what you're doing he's like what are people scared of like i'm not doing anything there's nothing toxic i'm not and she's like i know but what you're doing is very unusual and it's going to scare them and i think there's so much in that the greatest problem we face, perhaps as a society, is that the right, generally the people in power, are scared people and they're cynical people and they think everyone's out to get them and everyone's got an ulterior motive. So trying to tackle something like climate change, it's it's about it's not about scaring, you know, saying the clock is ticking. They're already scared people. What you have to do is to show them it's okay. Look, you you can still have the old model. You can still have all the money. No one's taking your life away. And the changes you have to make aren't that bad, really. Oh, it seems to me, seems to me they want to tax me into the ground and take my car away. Shh, 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 shh. It's okay. No one is talking about that. Shh. Should we have a story and a cuddle? All these broken, battered, bullied children dutifully going off to Oxbridge, emotionally repressed, fearful and anxious, probably didn't get anywhere near enough contact time with their parents who were as broken and anxious as them. Those children end up running the country. So you get Gove saying, well, I think that six-year-olds need to know what a gerund is. Like, I'm 46. I haven't got a clue what a gerund is. But Michael Gove Feel safe with gerunds. If I get the gerunds right, then I won't be in trouble. Everyone always either applies the template of their experience, their life experiences, to the things that they have control over, or they say, no, that was terrible, I'm going to do the opposite, and in most cases, inadvertently end up doing the thing, even though they were trying to do the opposite. So you have these anxious, frightened, disconnected children who have been through an oppressive, traumatic childhood trying to build that self-same society that produced them because that's what they know and that's where they feel safe. Meanwhile, you've got, you know, the other brigade, facilitator Hippy Dippy, who spent his childhood at the Woodcraft Folk, is going, what have you done to the trees, man? The trees are quiet. We can't move on. We can't progress until we truly understand the mindset of the people we're seeking to recruit to our cause and see why they believe what they believe and why they think it's good and right. The Comster was really good at that. 
until yesterday, I would say. Hey, some stuff that you ought to look out for, right? Uh, all week, uh, this week, the Donkey Sanctuary on YouTube is doing Donkey Sanctuary Week, and they're doing live events streaming on YouTube, and you can just hang out, watch some donkeys. Just saying. It might be a good week for that. Another thing you could look at, if you've got Disney Plus and my latest Disney Plus recommendation, is have a look at Zenimation. Short little uh, montages of uh, just peaceful scenes from Disney films with no music, just kind of beautiful ambient sound. So they do like a nighttime one. So it's just like a magic carpet flying through the sky, but you just hear the wind rustling and it's, it's really good. I really recommend them. Try the nighttime one first. Uh, thank you very much for your requests for Harry the Piano uh, that have come in so far. He's coming on the podcast. I mean, he doesn't technically know that yet. <laughs> Not officially. But I mean, you know, we've had a very fragmented WhatsApp conversation where he said, do you want to do a thing? And I was like, yeah. Um, but he hasn't actually responded to my latest. Anyway, I'm sure it's, he's great and he'll just do it because he's wonderful. Um, and if he doesn't, then it's all on me. OK, it's all on me. Anyway, uh, thanks for your request. He can play any song in any style. That's the point. Uh, it's an amazing uh, trick and it's always highly entertaining, highly entertaining. So uh, Vegetectus Duncan has hashtag Harry requests. He has requested Blue Monday in the style of Chaz and Dave. <laughs> Ah, yeah, you're going for the complex musical styles there. Jane says, uh, she's got two. She says, uh, my hashtag Harry requests are save your kisses for me, uh, brotherhood of man, in the style of Rachmaninoff. Uh, Love Harry the piano, so really excited he'll be on. Yes, uh, that's a good good shout. He does a mean Rachmaninoff. Uh, She says, if I can be cheeky enough to submit another one, well, why not? No one else has jumped on yet. I would like to suggest the theme tune to Dallas in the style of Gilbert and Sullivan. (laughs) That's a great one. Carenza says, uh, can Harry the Piano, that's at Harry the Piano, by the way, uh, can he play the Magic Roundabout theme in the style of an Italian opera? Just wondering. I'm going to confidently say yes. Yes, I think he can. And David Brazel uh, says, this isn't really a hashtag Harry requests. I uh, just thought that it would be nice to hear Creep by Radiohead in the style of Creep by Radiohead just once in a while. I mean, I wonder if we could, like, ask him to do an extra creepy creep. Is that a thing? Maybe we could do that. Uh, now, I've been saying we're going to do this for days and days and days. And today, finally, we're going to do it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, it's time for the inaugural... Desert, <laughs> sorry, Desert Island Fridge. Go on, buzz off. Uh, so this is where I ask you for the eight things, uh, the eight foods uh, that you would have on a desert island with you. Uh, what would you have in your Desert Island Fridge? And thanks very much indeed for your submission so far. Uh, James Hart says, I would have Cathedral City Cheese. Oh, I have a faint memory of that. Oh, God. Cadbury Pots of Joy. All right. Optimally yellow bananas, obviously not in the fridge. Uh, yeah, like, I I want a banana to be right. You know what I mean? Not just ripe, but right. Chicken Kievs. Beer battered onion rings. Lemony drizzle cake. Greg's nut filth. Or a custard donut. And leftover Indian takeaway. I quite like those. I feel like... You're going to need to do quite a lot of laps of your desert island with that. Julie Prunes. My hashtag desert island fridge would be champagne, my homemade chili, curry from Tamasha Restaurant, my local, within walking distance of this cinema, watermelon, watermelon, Oatly Barista, new potatoes, mayonnaise and whipped cream. Although, to be fair, that's more for entertainment than eating. <laughs> I quite like that's a good spread there. You've got a good spread, Julie. Uh, Lee says, my hashtag Desert Island Fridge. He says, you're not going to like this. Uh, but uh, butter, Pepsi, horseradish sauce, sliced beef, vine tomatoes and mature Mexican cheddar. Mexican cheddar? Mexican cheddar? Fine. You know what? We've got a couple more of those, but uh, I would welcome some more just so I can give that jingle another outing. Uh, so hashtag Desert Island Fridge, uh, and we will do the rest tomorrow. Um, and uh, thanks very much. Let's move on then, shall we, to whatever came next, which was uh, we were talking about film accents yesterday. And uh, James says, uh, on British actors doing American accents, that's my Air quotes. Uh, Black Panther became action purgatory for me, waiting for Martin Freeman to lumber into shot once again and utter something in the least convincing Yankunian I have heard. And I've heard mine. Did nobody else want the part? Oh, I haven't heard that. I don't think I... What I can't fully handle is um, Martin Freeman trying to be a baddie as well. I, fi I find that quite... 
I'm not convinced. And I'm not saying, you know, oh, I'm sure he's a wholly lovely and wholesome guy. I just feel like it's just not, you know, it's not. Mate, we love you. Deal with it. Uh, we were also asked about the most frightening Disney baddie. This was uh, Lindsay Hellcat Press uh, was talking about. Who's the scariest Disney baddie? Uh, Westy suggested Judge Claude Frollo in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, I was old enough not to be traumatised by that, but he was pretty... I, I really enjoyed that film a lot. I kind of want to watch that film now. Um, but I don't want to traumatise my kid. Uh, for me, it was um, Madame Medusa in The Rescuers, who was so frightening. Her and the crocodiles. I had to be taken out of the cinema when I was five. Uh, Lindsay's uh, had a few thoughts. Um... She said she was wondering if the Occupational Safety and Health Administration had ever inspected the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory factory. And if so, how does Willy Wonka bribe them? I mean, you know, it's a chocolate factory. Everyone's pretty suggestible if chocolate's coming into play. Anyway, she's done another film analysis and uh, I like it. She says, hi, Jake. And my daughter and I are huge fans of your podcast. We listen to it every morning while she gets her breakfast bottle. Oh, my God, she's an alcoholic. Oh, she's six months old. Your littlest friend. Ah, <laughs> oh, I can't believe she's, I mean, you know, she's just, she's just being polite. Um, she says, I was wondering how to follow up my Oscar analysis, and I decided to go with something near and dear to my heart, Disney. I grew up watching and loving Disney films. I collected the soundtracks on audio cassette. Oh, man, I love the storybook albums. Uh, so for today's analysis, I'm delving into Disney's weird relationship with British people. <laughs> is there any other kind you can have i apologize in advance to anyone offended by this according to disney there are three kinds of british people chimney sweeps like in maori parpens butlers or servants particularly noticeable in beauty and the beast yes and the aristocats don't forget oh madam and villains aladdin hunchback of notre dame pocahontas the lion king tarzan the jungle book Regardless of where the movie actually takes place, the lead has a brassy American accent and the villain sounds like he or she just walked off the set of Downton Abbey. How delightful. It was uh, George... I can't remember. Um, Shere Khan. How delightful. Uh, so uh, he says, she says, uh, I'll use Aladdin as an example. We have our lead character, Aladdin, voiced by Scott Weinger and Brad Kane, Americans doing American accents, up against Jafar, voiced by Jonathan Freeman, an American doing a British accent. Aladdin is the ultimate underdog. underdog. He's scrappy, homeless, illiterate and helps little urchin children. Jafar, on the other hand, has all the advantages. He's educated, well-traveled, relatively wealthy and has magical powers and abilities. In spite of all this, the scrappy little American underdog with zero superpowers uses his street smarts to outwit the educated rich British guy. In a weird way, it's a little bit like the American Revolution. Yes, I was just thinking that. We were outnumbered, underfunded and outgunned, but you guys were marching around in the woods in bright red, which made you really easy to shoot in the back. Anyways, this email is, again, way too long. Please pardon any and all typos. I'm typing one-handed while holding a very noisy and squirmy baby. That's because she's listening to the podcast. Lindsay and baby Lyra. Oh, Lyra. That's such a good observation. Of course it's that. It's that uh, kicking against uh, the old colonial uh, idiot. Great observation. Uh, we've got some any other business to clear. And then I'm pleased. We've, you know, I've sort of cleared the backlog. I've turned into my mother. I've got to catch up with my Twitters hitting reply and you know someone getting a message saying haha only if there's yogurt on it you're like what are you talking about 
Oh, that. That was weeks ago. Anyway, uh, we were asking last week, do you know anyone who's been on Come Dine With Me? And uh, DV Stch uh, on Twitter said, uh, a wide man parent at the school gates once boasted that he was on Come Dine With Me and that he was clearly on Ketamine during the second part of the show. <laughs> wow. I wasn't sure how to process that information. Each their own, I suppose. <laughs> The wide man is preparing a souffle with Ketam. Uh, Julie Prunes says, I do believe that John O'Sullivan at Newsagent Provoc uh, was on Come Dine With Me. Also, a school mum who I hated, so I refused to watch it in case it made me like her. <laughs> oh, I hate it when you're not allowed to like someone you hate anymore. I hate that. Uh, but uh, Vaughan Earl Norman, that's Vaughan, the guy on the, the Vic Reeves Big Night Inn guy. Him. Uh, replied because he's the comedy partner of Johnny Sullivan uh, and says he was the first contestant to be thrown off the show before the end of the week <laughs> I'm very proud of him bringing a big bottle of mayonnaise to every meal was pure genius that's a good I've done that with vegan mayonnaise I've taken little secret jars of vegan mayonnaise to restaurants it's great uh, he says uh, that show's never been repeated ask John why <clears throat> A little bit of any other business. David Brazel says, uh, are you are you saying this was in a conversation, but he said, uh, do you think scary Mark is more scared of us than we are of him? You know, like they always say about those animals that kill people. Scary Mark, the coronavirus. It's it's not it's not that scary. I know, I know I scared you. I'm sorry I scared you. Please come out from under the cupboard. Um and uh, Hedy says, uh, hello, Hedy says, dear Jake, uh, someone has sent me another mystery box. Uh, I was apprehensive about opening it. I can't remember if I told you about opening the last one and the stains on the ceiling. <laughs> no, I don't think uh, I don't think we. Uh... However, this mystery box <clears throat> has golden question marks pasted on the sides. And after shaking it, it does not contain an angry creature this time. <laughs> P.S. My dad found a dead bat and I wore it as a bow tie. All the other goths hated me. You know, mystery boxes are a curious thing. I saw a, a, a talk, I don't know, I think it was a TED talk, uh, with J.J. Abrams talking about mystery boxes and how he got one from a music shop and it was covered. It sounds just like Hedy's uh, mystery box. And he said for $10, it had like $50 worth of stuff in it. And J.J. Uh, Abrams went into this long thing about it and how he never opened it. He literally never opened his mystery box. This was like right about the time that we'd got to the end of Lost and everyone had gone, what? Eight series for that? And he was talking about the magic of a mystery box and how, you know, never opening it is more interesting than blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, I get it. Now I've got the measure of you. You better do some damn good remakes of Star Trek and Star Wars. Oh, you did. Okay, fine. I'll look the other way. But Cloverfield, what was that? Still angry. Still so angry. Now, uh, there was a nice uh, thing came up on Twitter. Uh, a lovely man called Simon Love, who uh, has has a band. He's a he's a proper he's a he's a he's a one of those you know people. Um, I, I can't remember the thing I'm trying to say. Not a communard. He's a oh whatever. Anyway, he's a musician and sort of he's very arty and stuff. And uh, he was talking to someone about the last track on his album. I think he did a live sort of playthrough of it. And the last track on his last album was called uh, The Very Stars Were Meant For Us. And it was um, 
a song that I wrote. He contacted me uh, sort of out of the blue about 15 years ago and said, um, I, th- I just heard a song on the radio and um, I really like it. Can I do a cover of it? I was like, are you kidding? That's the coolest thing ever. So, um, yeah, he, he did a cover of, of, of the song and I, I was so touched by that. Like, no one's, no one's ever asked to do that before or since. Um, and it's a song I wrote, oh, I wrote it when I was 21, I think. And I was working at Radio 2 and I was putting together a tape of um, an idea I'd had. And it was the first thing I ever did with Dora Dale. Um, and I, Martin Kellner had just started working at Radio 2 doing a weekend show back in the days where you could be not a full-blown TV celebrity and get a job on Radio 2. And um, I didn't know him or anything, but I, I liked his show. It was quite quirky and stuff. So I made this tape and it was a sort of spoof kind of biography thing about a guy called Harry Hastings who pioneered a sound on film. Anyway... And I needed a song at the end. So I wrote this song, The Very Stars Were Meant For Us. And uh, I gave it to Martin Kellner and he was like, "Um, thanks very much. And Paul Walters, uh, Terry Wogan's producer, was like, yeah, I don't think so, mate. I was like, oh, okay, sorry. And But then Kellner listened to it in the car and said, can I put it on my radio show in Oxford? And from there, he let me come and be his zoo. And then I actually got to present a couple of radio shows. And, you know, Kellner launched my actual on-air broadcasting career, just as he did for Carolina Hearn and Mrs. Merton. I owe him so much. And he is the loveliest man in the world. So um, that's the story of The Very Stars Were Meant For Us. I ended up reprising it as Dora Dale on our series, Pleased to Meet You, uh, which went out on 4 Extra. And uh, anyway, now you know the story. Here's the song. The very stars were meant for us As short that was for his piano Heaven and earth are joined at last The stars above and us below The crescent moon is shining bright But can there be a finer sight Than you in my arms In my sticky palm the very stars were meant for Those stars were heaven sent for The very stars were meant for there you go. That's the song. And there's the story. I wrote it on a... Oh, never mind. It's been the longest episode ever. Sorry about that. We'll be back with more tomorrow. Don't forget some hashtag Harry requests and hashtag Desert Island Fridge stuff. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.